Podcast Accountware podcast is supported by Sage One. To find out more about how Sage One supports accountants, visit sageone.com forward slash accountants. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Accounting Web podcast. I'm the managing editor of Accounting Web, Robert Lovell, and I'm joined today by construction industry scheme expert Howard Royce for this CIS special podcast, which is sponsored by Sage. Uh, it's great to have you with today, Howard. Just to start things off, can you can you kick things off by just explaining uh, to Accounting Web listeners a bit about CIS, what it is, and why it's important to be fully conversant with the rules? Sure. Thanks, Robert. Um, yeah, basically, this, this has been around for over 40 years now. It applies to businesses that are engaged in construction activities. Um, I could talk about that for absolutely ages. But <laughs> most of those activities yeah. are what you would imagine would be within construction, as well as one or two um, surprises, which it's, it's quite important for accountants to know what is covered so they can advise their clients accordingly. Um, essentially, what CIS is intended to do is to deduct tax from self-employed people or businesses on account of tax liabilities that will be forthcoming. It's not a yeah. separate tax in itself, but it acts as a form of security as far as HMRC are concerned, that tax will be payable. Any surplus can be repaid, but that gives them a feeling of reassurance given the large number of self-employed people that there are in construction. That's the raison d'etre for CIS. Mm. Great. And obviously it's been going, as you mentioned, 40 years now, quite uh, quite a long time. Uh, what, are, what are the most recent kind of changes to CIS? They are moving more online things. For example, uh, in April this year, HMRC decided that they were not going to accept paper monthly returns. Their mm. online returns are now mandatory. Um, they have had running in parallel uh, the verification of subcontractors. So when a contractor takes on someone, be they a sole trader or a business, they have to verify that that um, trader or organization is registered with HMRC and then find out whether they first of all have to deduct tax, whether they should deduct it at 20% or 30%. Now the telephone line has been very popular. Most people, most contractors prefer to use it over the online version. Mm -hmm. HMRC want to phase this out. Uh, the reason for the online uh, lack of popularity was the fact that if one letter was out in somebody's surname or mm -hmm. details, yeah. it would be rejected and they would say, we don't know who this person is, deduct tax at 30%. Uh, Revenue reckon that they've covered that off now with some improved software, uh, but the idea is that the phone line is going to be shut down from April next year. Now, that could cause some problems. Um, not much you can do about that apart mm -hmm. from hope that HMRC uh, get everything right. Um, the other thing, they, they are active in the courts, or they have been active in the courts, um, in that there was a case involving a, a water engineer. They lost their gross payment status by basically not filling in all their forms or sending their payments in on time. Uh, no great 
tax loss, in fact, no tax loss at all, but they weren't sufficiently compliant, lost their gross payment status, complained that that would cost them an awful lot of business because there are some clients who will not deal with businesses who do not have gross payment status. That's been through tax tribunal. Um, it's now going up to the Court of Appeal because mm. HMRC have contended this isn't covered by the scheme. It shouldn't make any difference whether it affects the business or not. And this could lose this business hundreds of thousands, even millions of mm. pounds with the business. That's yeah. one of the impacts of CIS, and that's why accountants really do need to be aware if they've got construction clients, you can't just treat them like one other client. You have to have some very good knowledge to be able to handle them properly. Mm. Um, where would you, you know, to, to kind of to, to keep up with um, any sort of changes which, which are coming up around CIS? Where, where would you recommend they they kind of go to get training and, and learning on on the subject? To be honest, uh, I'd, I'd like to point, make the point at this stage that you've got to have a solid base knowledge of what CIS, CIS involves mm. and all its different potential pitfalls and penalties. Um, I suppose this is where I plug my book, uh, <laughs> which is which has got a, yeah. a very good coverage of it. But um, you could do worse than walk through the CIS manual that is still online. You can still find it on the HMRC site or on the gov.uk. Yeah. And walking through a few pages of that, whenever you go to a training course, you hope when you're spending your own money to come away with a few things that make you think, crikey, mm. I better read up on that. Yeah. It could be that some accountants will read a few of those pages, like, for example, the potential for penalties, the coverage of this scheme, and think, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's a lot better to know it before your clients find out for you. Mm. Good advice there. Thank you. Um, just looking forward as, as well, really, um, the big thing on Accounting Web at the moment, um, for one of the big things, is uh, HMRC's Making Tax Digital program and uh, obviously going through the, the early part of that with the consultation phase. Um, is there an impact of Making Tax Digital on CIS? There won't be so much of an impact on making tax digital on CIS in that a lot of things now are online anyway. Mm. The, um, the monthly returns means that CIS records have to be kept up to date. Um, the only potential spin-off from it is um, an HMRC representative was mm. at a MTD uh, seminar recently and uh, suggested that there may be scope for in-year repayments for subcontractors. Cool. Typically, they have to wait until after the 5th of April or a few months after the year end or whatever it is mm. to um, be able to recoup the money, any surplus. Um, this gentleman suggested that uh, in-year repayments may be a possibility. Okay. Um, if so, that would be good. Um, otherwise, I think CIS will just follow along with uh, all the other making tax digital um, issues in terms of reporting to HMRC. Mm, yeah, great. And looking ahead a little bit further, um, what what would you say are the, the kind of um, the longer term um, the, the future of CIS? It would be absolutely wonderful if. The government treasury ministers looked at it and thought, 
why do we still have this? Because there are so few payments made in cash um, that you'd think the need for regulation had diminished. The problem is that because it accelerates tax um, ahead of when it would ordinarily payable, you know, 31st of January after the 5th of April, something yeah. like that, that's quite a boost for them at the moment. Um, so that, for that reason, it's going to continue. Yeah. Um, and the fact that there's a lot of work that industry shoulders that HMRC do not have to, therefore there's no immediate prospect of it um, being uh, taken away, um, certainly not from my experience with uh, Treasury ministers, So, um, and indeed even at Public Accounts Committee. It's, it's a nice, easy accelerator for HMRC, so I think we can expect CIS mm-hmm. to be around for a little while yet. Yeah. Obviously, but one of the other hot topics around tax, um, you know, is, is the kind of the move towards simplification and um, and and getting heading in that direction. Are there any practical things that you could suggest to, to kind of um, for the revenue to to simplify the CIS? One thing that they are talking about, which which has a digital impact is that when subcontractors have tax deducted, the contractor is obliged to present them with evidence of the tax deduction. Um, now, typically with them, you know, you give it to a sub, he puts it in the top pocket of his overalls and it goes through the laundry and he forgets the voucher, mm. which means when he takes his shoebox to the accountant at the end of the year, the accountant can only go with what he's given, therefore tax is deducted and not claimed back. Indeed, the something like 300 million of tax that is deducted is not actually recouped against any um, any other liability. Mm. Now, there are apparently from April 17, HMRC reckoned that I think perhaps tied up with a personal tax account, subcontractors mm. will be able to look online at what deductions have been declared on their behalf by contractors, um, which is quite useful as a, uh, mm. or potentially useful as a reference yeah. point rather than having to keep lots and lots of bits of paper. Great. And finally, do you have any any other sort of top tips or best advice for accountants dealing with construction clients? Yes. Uh, as I mentioned before, you cannot treat them like any other butcher, baker or candlestick maker. Mm. You have to be aware of the potential pitfalls for failure to deduct tax, failure to send in your returns on time, retention of gross payment status and that sort of yeah. thing. If there was one thing I would suggest that accountants do with construction clients of any particular size and certainly those with gross payment status, that is to pay them a visit, walk through their procedures mm. for verification, deduction, recording, signing off the return. Who signs it off? It can't be you know, necessarily the person in the office because Every month, you're meant to declare the employment status of your subcontractors. Mm. Is the form filler capable of doing that? Yeah. That's, that walkthrough of procedures um, could be a very valuable lesson that accountants can um, undertake for their clients. Yeah. Well, great advice. Thank you very much, Howard, and uh, great to have you joining us today. Um, accounting web members obviously can, can read your book. Um, they can also read some of... Uh, um, obviously, you've written a couple of articles for Accounting Web um, on CIS in the past, and uh, um, Accounting Web members can also download uh, your 
your guide to CIS for accountants, which is, is available on Accounting Web as well. So thank you very much for joining us. And, uh, no problem, thank you. Thank you. And thanks to the listeners for joining us today as well. Uh, it's been another, uh, another Accounting Web podcast sponsored by Sage. This Accounting Web podcast is supported by Sage One. To find out more about how Sage One supports accountants, visit sage1.com forward slash accountants.